come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we will be discussing committed to pray as teens according to God's word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. We're back this week with another great lesson, so buckle your seatbelt and hold on tight and let's go. The words in the biblical meaning of pray address a solemn request or expression of thanks to a deity or object of worship. To speak to God, especially to give thanks or ask for something. We can find the biblical meaning of pray in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayer, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high places, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good. It is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The Bible says many things about prayer in the Bible. I found this during my internet search. Prayer in the Hebrew Bible is an evolving means of interacting with God, most frequently through a spontaneous and individual unorganized form of petitioning and or thinking. In these instances, such as with Isaac, Moses, Samuel, and Jacob, the act of praying is a method of changing a situation for the better. I don't think I need to ask. We all, yes, that's including all of my young loyal listeners, we all want our individual situations, our families, our schools, our nations, and all of God's people's situations to get better. I'm going to let you in on a little secret by sharing a biblical story of Jesus in Mark 9, 23 through 29. It was about a young boy who was possessed by an evil spirit. The disciples tried to get the spirit out of the boy, but with no success. Jesus, being frustrated, called them out. You are an unbelieving generation. Jesus asked, how long do I have to be with you, showing you my miracles for you to believe in me? Jesus turns his attention to the boy, one of Jesus' soon-to-be young, loyal followers. Jesus enters the home and asks the father, how long has he been like this? I want to pause for a moment and put this image in your head. Think of a time Jesus had your back and you didn't trust him. Unpause. The father says, help him if you can, Jesus. Jesus says, really, if I can, stop it. You're kidding, right? Y'all hear this? He said, if I can. After he had a good laugh, Jesus says, Everything, not some things, everything is possible for one who believes or commits to my way. Upon hearing that, the father says to Jesus, he does believe. Jesus immediately turns to the boy as unbelievers stand and watch. Jesus calls the evil spirit out of the boy to never return. I'm going to get to the best part of this story now. Once the disciples get to Jesus and get him alone so they won't be embarrassed, They asked him, why couldn't we get rid of this evil spirit when we tried earlier? Jesus replied, this kind of power to heal, to change, to make whole, to make a situation better, only comes through a commitment to a life of prayer and fasting. Before we go to a short break, 
I want to read what the commitment to pray looks like. Matthew 6, 5 through 6. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues or on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray for your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you openly. We'll be right back. And we're back live in PNT Podcast Studio to pick up where we left off to talk about some practical ways to become or to stay committed to pray. I know what you're thinking. It can't be that easy to develop a prayer life. It's easier than you can imagine. It starts with creating a plan. Plans are established to keep us focused and engaged. Realize that you are speaking to God, a real person who loves you. Be present and focus your mind on the Father. Now let's look at some ways to commit to pray. Number one, read the Bible. Each day I challenge you to read several chapters in the Bible so you can become more knowledgeable about what the Word of God says and what His promises are. Number two, pray the Bible. Pray God's words back to Him and other biblical prayers, okay? Use God's words back to Him. If He says He'll do something, remind God that He said He would do that for you. Also, pray the Psalms. David is famous for that. As you read the Bible, you would develop a mindset for prayer. Create a prayer list. This should include specific people, your family, your friends, people who are unsaved, people in authority, all kind of people. Pray for them all. And also, this can include places, the state you live in, the city you live in, the nation you live in, and the schools you go to, anything. Pray for those places too. And let's not forget to pray for or about current events, disasters, and social crises that we are facing right now. Number four, create a personal prayer list. Pray for your own personal situations, your health, your finances, and your relationships. And number five, and probably most important, pray for wisdom. This is a must to pray for. So follow these things right here. The reason why you want to pray for wisdom, because you want to pray for the revelation of God's personality, the knowledge of God's personal love for you, the revelation of God's will for your life, the revelation of God's end time purpose for your life, and the personal revelation of your eternity, how you can live in heaven forever. This is how you can develop a life of prayer. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about prayer, and I asked the question, how many of you pray? Well, as you can guess, not a lot of hands went up. I explained how important it is to pray for ourselves, our families, as well as others, and those others may be people that we don't even know. We should always go to God first with a clean heart, daily. And what I mean by that is that we must ask God for forgiveness of our sins. Some sins we can name and others we can't remember, but we're sure we have committed some. Remember, God sees all and knows all. So when you ask for forgiveness with a clean heart, you will be forgiven. After you've asked for forgiveness, begin to pray for the burdens on your heart, be a multitude of people, things. Just speak it out loud. Most people, young and old, believe that you have to have a long, lengthy, and wordy prayer for God. While that may be the case for some intercessory prayers, that's not the case for all. God places burdens on our hearts so that we can pray about them. For example, you look at the news. 
Oh, okay. Right, right, right. I know. Not the news. How about Facebook or Twitter or any other social media outlet? You're looking and reading and all of a sudden you see something that makes you want to pray for that person or family or a situation. Don't ignore that feeling. Stop what you're doing and pray. If only for a few few moments or a few sentences, just pray. By doing this, when we have that feeling, it allows us to grow more in our prayer life. We should, on a daily, when we open our eyes, thank God for allowing us to see another day. With the pandemic that is happening in the world today, someone didn't get a chance to see another morning. And so when you think about that, you take the time and lift up those persons who are suffering from the COVID virus and their families all over the world, not just those you know, but those you don't know. Prayer is so important, and when God moves on your prayers, it's an awesome thing to see. I know that some feel that they pray and pray and pray and nothing happens. Just like with faith, which is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, we have to, we must believe that our prayers are being heard and answered. Maybe not in the way we think they should, but in God's way and in his timing. And most importantly, the prayer has to be in God's will. Remember the Lord's prayer? Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In summary, the importance of being committed to pray. I read a quote that has stuck with me for some time now that I haven't forgotten. Satan laughs at our labor. He mocks all of our plans, but he trembles when we pray. Committing to a life of prayer activates something in God that has life-changing power. Prayer gives God the permission to do something great in the life of the person praying and those that are being prayed for. Prayer is the one tool God has given us to pray for those who are lost to guide them back to the kingdom. So I challenge you today to commit to a life of prayer today and see God work. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.